0: We are live Monday and now Mass. we're live right here too. It's today like it's all happening. What do you have? August
1: 14th. August 14th.
0: Yeah. 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 All right. Okay. Well, you know, without go further ado, we're going. Oh, we're going. This is the Monday Mass, an action sports podcast about nothing. I'm Chris Cote.
1: I am Todd Richards, and on this episode of the World's Greatest Action Sports. No, you podcast. don't read that. That's
0: just for the description
2: we're on, talk on the a, website.
1: We are going to It's a surprise uh talk about this we, we're we going to talk about we we're going to have Matt Miola on the show he's going to talk to us about the the ongoing effort uh uh on Maui with the wildfires and what they're doing and what they can use and how you can donate and be a part of of the relief effort there and we're this is from somebody on the ground so Yeah, we got some hardcore
0: Shit to talk about, and it's really unfortunate because we don't want we don't like talking about that kind of stuff. But uh, it's you know you have to because obviously there's a a huge impact on the on the world, but also the surf world as uh, many of the heroes currently working giving everything they have physically, mentally, financially uh, in the Lahaina and area and on Maui are. Surfers,
1: yeah,
0: uh, not just famous surfers, but you know, fishermen, local guys. Just it's it's a, an incredible effort and a, a horrifying disaster, but it's something that uh, is obviously relevant to all of us, mm-hmm. right? Todd,
1: absolutely. And so we're going to talk. Matt's going to call us in a little bit here, or we're going to call him, and uh, we can talk about that. It's going to be cool. Yeah, and then we'll make jokes. Yeah. All right, but before we get into the podcast, I'm going to do the. Ad block with one breath. Oh my god, this is a challenge. I'm gonna have
0: to redo some of Todd's ad blocks.
1: Hey, are, are you ready?
0: Okay, uh, that's a
1: lot. One breath, dude.
0: You can't do that. I can. I just watched a movie about. Um, are you ready? Free divers who can hold their breath for three minutes. All right, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna time this.
1: Well, you can't just do it. Like, I gotta. If no, I'm you, gonna breathe, brought it up.
0: Okay, okay. Are you ready? this is hold the on. world famous uh, Monday Math ad blog. One breath. One breath ad block okay, from Todd on. Richards. Okay, you got all the sponsors. They're right here. Hold Don't on. miss anyone. Oh, he's doing Wim Hof.
1: The people. Monday Math is presented by 1620 Workwear at 1620 USA. bye but... Bye, bye. <laughs> Fuck, it's already gone. I was just about to ask you, why is 1620 Workwear so great? Well, you can't just ask questions in the middle of it. All right.
0: Well, you know, A, people love the ad block. B... These sponsors are paying top dollar. We're talking like 10 grand per episode each per sponsor. So, you're getting They 10, need their time.
1: You're getting 10 grand.
0: Well, how much are you getting? Buy Olio well, at Olio. Hold er, on. What? 1620 workwear is made in the USA for people who do like real work. Shout out to our listener Light Sodium 666 for putting his money where his mouth is. He is a hard-working man. He went and bought some 1620 workwear gear because we told him about it, and so we think the rest of you should do that as well. You don't have to be laying bricks, building shit, working on cars. You can be flipping pizzas, or stealing wood like Todd Richards used to do. All right. 1620 Workwear is for everyone. Olu Originals. At Olu Originals, Olu underscore Originals. Uh, this is a, a great shirt company, and I've been wearing the Olu board shirt. It's trademarked, amazing, rash-free, block, it's everything. Next tropical trip you go on, I'm get you one. Mint Tours, Todd.
1: Mint Tours, come to put a little pep in your step. Well, you fucking hijacked my shit. You dude. said you
0: were going to do it and you failed, I so know. I had to
1: jump All in right, and so take over. Mint Tours they offer great excursions to exotic places like Japan, where you can go and snowboard with some of your heroes. Chad Otterstrom has a trip coming up this winter in Hokkaido. Japan, where you can go ride the endless powder. Is that the best powder in the world? It's, it's my favorite place to snowboard on the planet. Machu Picchu Energy. Machu Picchu.energy at Instagram. Sugar-free energy with... With good taste, good flavor. It has good taste good and good flavor. And good taste. Yeah. John John Florence
0: has Machu Picchu stickers on his board.
1: And it's got that matcha caffeine. Ooh, I love
0: that. And guess what, Todd? As the ambassador and the liaison between Machu Picchu and the Monday Mass, our good friends at Hanson Surfboards, uh, i.e., the people that work there and bust their ass selling cool surf and snowboard stuff, would like some Machu Picchu. Right. I can Senate. do
1: it. I can do it. You're going to do it? You're going to yeah, deliver? I can deliver. It's on its way, team. At Hanson Beneath Apparel, Sanders. BN3TH Apparel, the best underwear in the biz. If you don't have Beneath the c- Peril against your skin, then who are you really? At Bub's Naturals, It's a face. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you're a man lantern yeah. um, Bub's Naturals. At Bub's Naturals for your collagen needs. Also MCT brain oil. It's and in my coffee every all morning. All kinds of other stuff that oh. makes the world go round. What's that hydrate shit? Hydrate or die. Hydrate stay hydrated or die. Uh, Bachans Japanese barbecue sauce. at Try Bachans if you haven't had the new miso uh, glaze, you're, you're missing out. Go so to your local grocery store and get it. It's everywhere, right? It's freaking everywhere. That's dude.
0: probably our, I would say, probably our like our biggest sponsor, just in terms of like they're everywhere. We
1: love them. Yeah, we just can't figure out why they sponsored the podcast. At Panicking Coffee and Tea. Waking up San Diego since 1969. You'll find them also in the San Diego airport. There's pastries and coffee and everything you could possibly want. New shirts, too. And new shirts. Did you see the new shirts? I did. They have some for us. At New Greens. Die later. Outlive your friends with new greens. You need what new greens has. And that is all of the different vitamins and minerals and
3: you such.
0: Need
1: you need it. Just fucking new greens. Diecutstickers.com. DiecutStickers.com.
0: Todd gets an idea for a sticker. He tells me, I relay the message to our friends at diecutstickers.com. They make it. It comes back here. People ask for some. It's that easy. And sometimes we even send them to people. It's that easy. Out of the kindness of our hearts. It is that easy. Um, All right, so that is uh, that is our sponsor block. What do you? That's not painful. I think people like the sponsor block. Sure, sponsors like it. Good. I got uh, Kings of the Concretes coming August twenty sixth. That's this weekend, next week. It's coming quick. At Tempest Free Running, this this is a big fun sick event.
1: Parkour news.
0: Yeah, and then uh, your buddy Chris Shiflet is playing the Belly Up Thursday August twenty fourth. That's here. That's un, unsanctioned, unsponsored just we just want you guys to know that because Shiftlet's a homie. Yeah, Chris is the shit. shit shitlet. <laughs> you think you ever think you he heard that in high school? Probably not. So That was my nickname
1: in high school. Shitlet? Crank it up. All right. So now uh where are we here? Um should we try to call Matt? Yeah, let's okay. call Matt. We're going to call Matt Miola right now and get a inside line on what's happening um, on Maui. And I don't know if you've if any of you out there follow Matt Miola, but he's been pretty active on Instagram, kind of This is how we do it, too. We giving, it up the phone. giving it from the streets and what the real deal is there and how people have been contributing, how people have been helping. Chris.
0: There he is. Matt, you're on here with uh, Chris and Todd. Hi, Matt. What's up, man? Hey, first and foremost, thank you. Um, we're both, obviously, I think the whole world is extremely sorry that you're even having to deal with this uh, but we also want to acknowledge that you're one of the many heroes over there that has stepped up and given everything you've got um so just thank you first and foremost
3: well, thank you guys yeah it's been uh it's been freaking radical it's really crazy, but it's also been really cool to see the whole island come together and uh, yeah it's just it's like nothing i've ever seen before it's like it, every, it just shows the the greater good and people everyone just wants to help
0: yeah and so give us uh wh- where are you now it sounds like that you you've earned yourself a, a minute or two at least of a little bit of calm and peace uh, amidst the the wreckage but give us uh give us a little update where you are right now and what are the last uh 48 hours been like for you?
3: Um, all right. So, right now I'm at home. I'm about to head up the hill to my buddy, um, Ollie and Chimo's house, who I've been doing a bunch of this, um, these deliveries and stuff with. Um, and today we're kind of taking the day to get more organized and, um, to iron some things out, we uh, we we've been just going like nonstop for a few days now, and it's gotten pretty radical. And it, um, we uh, well, I'll just from the beginning, what happened is we the whole fire happened it was like holy shit, people need stuff out there. So we we're like, okay, we have access to boats. So we heard the main thing people needed was gasoline we filled up this boat like to the gills with gasoline and brought it over there. It was was actually really sketchy. It was like, you know, a floating bomb, but, um, so we brought that over. And then the next day we were granted access to drive over in, in trucks. So we were, that was cool because we were able to, um, fill up way more gas, like thousands of gallons. And we were bringing it over while we were filling it up. We're going, Holy shit, this is getting really expensive. Um, you know, we had spent like, I think, close to 10 grand at Costco and or another like 10 grand on gas. And we were like, how are we going to pay for this? So um, uh, Chimo had already raised a little bit of money, which was great. And then I was like, "He's like, fuck, I'd love to keep this going, but we got to get some money. So I made just like a little video at the gas pump. Like, hey, guys, you want to? venmo my buddy uh so we can keep this going we're willing to do it as long as it takes and then the video like everyone shared it and the next thing we knew like we thought we were just gonna get like a couple thousand dollars to cover like gas for the day and now we have like a really substantial amount of money um like a lot and we were like holy shit now we're looking at all these uh it just all got Venmoed into my buddy's account and we're like we want to spend the money and give it to the families but we first have to we're like holy shit we're going to run into all these tax issues so we're oh. taking the day Jeez. to figure out the taxes and how we can spend the money the most efficiently and not get taxed and do everything properly so um, we don't lose a bunch of it so that's a uh, That's the goal for today. Um, And we're also probably going up my auntie's house burned down in Kula. So yesterday we were up there putting out um, little hot spots all around her house because she has her art studio left, so we're trying to save that. There's more like hurricanes coming that could potentially cause these hot spots to turn into big fires so it's just like So there's still, there,
0: there's, still, there's still fires burning on the island
3: yes so Lahaina is mostly just like just wiped out and kind of finished burning like there's definitely it's still smoldering and there's hot areas but the issue with upcountry is it was like a lot of forest and then then it spread into the gulches and burned a bunch of houses, and um, it's just still smoldering everywhere. And so, like, all day, the ground is so hot, it's like coals, you know? So, all day, you're looking around the house, and then next thing you know, it starts smoking, and then there's little flames, and we're running up there with buckets to put it out. Jeez. And then the, the firemen are, are the fire. Helicopters flying and dumping water on it and, and it's just been like it's scary because those things could potentially ignite in the night and there's no helicopter to put them out and um, so like we're just trying to figure out how we can deal with that issue because we don't want more fires.
1: Yeah. It seems also I kind of heard that, you know, a lot of the, you know, the surfers that have the jet skis and stuff were going over to Kona to like help out with bringing any kind of pharmaceutical stuff that people needed and, and things like that. Is that like I, I I hit up Ian Walsh this morning and and he was super busy. I'm like, I imagine all you guys are, but just trying to do whatever you can with the resources that a lot of the, the surf community has over there.
3: Yeah, no, there was definitely a lot of that because you bring. we were bringing in, like, lots of stuff on boats, but the boats can't come right up to the shore, a lot of them. So you need, like, a jet ski or a, just a smaller boat to unload into and bring to shore. But now that they're starting to open up um, the road, um, like, if you... Uh, if you do it correctly, you can get access. You just it just takes a while, and I think you have to be bringing like pretty substantial amounts of stuff, mm-hmm. and they'll open the road to you. Um, and it's way more efficient than the boats. Um, you can just fit so much more on these big trucks and trailers. Um, so we've been we kind of stopped doing the boat and have started doing it this way. Um, but yeah, it's it's overwhelming. <laughs> it's like. My phone just rings all day. People asking you how they can help. And I'm like, I don't know, man, I'm <laughs> just trying to do what I can, but it's, uh, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's wild.
1: What does it seem to be the biggest necessity is for people? Like what, what's the biggest <laughs> need right now in Lahaina for people?
3: Um, I don't know. I feel like it's just like slowly evolving and changing and it, becomes like different every day i mean the immediate necessity was was food water clothes and then it turned into okay what what do we need to keep this going and those gas propane and you know camping type stuff and just, like cell phone charges there's so many different things but um uh I mean that's Lahaina and then up in Kula it's just help like getting these hot spots put out you know um it's still like just trying to keep the fire down um so it's just been changing every day uh and it it's just um it's gonna be a really long haul like I mean Lahaina was probably our Maui's biggest source of of revenue It was just like huge Uh, All the jobs were out of Lahaina Like every business Every tourism business Like so many of them Um, And then all the people who worked in those businesses Lived there So they don't have houses or jobs And it's like how how are these people going to make it You know Mm -hmm. It's really It's going to be years And years before i feel like we get back on our feet over here um and it's it's really sad um and it's like i don't know there's so many people like saying oh stop coming to maui we don't want uh we don't want people here right now and it's like you know i i see where they're coming from but it's like the last thing that needs to happen like we are basically our whole island is run off tourism, and if we've lost enough already, if we stop the tourism and other parts of the island, like the people that are trying to take care of everybody, are going to lose their business. And it's just like we need tourism right now, and you know, I. It's unfortunate that that's how the whole island runs, but it's the truth. And I just don't want people to get discouraged from from coming here. There's still lots of beautiful parts of the island that aren't affected by the fire and it's just like yeah respect lahaina and don't don't go into lahaina and you know take pictures and make it harder for everyone else but definitely still come to the island and support the economy
0: wow uh definitely surreal i'm sure that you feel like at times you're just in some movie that won't end but again i just Want to thank you and you know your crew and everybody over there that's doing everything they can, and yeah, I mean this is going to be a generational thing, and we obviously we hope for the best, and you know I agree with you, the outpouring of support. But, you know it's funny you kind of look at it. We we look at it from our you know first of all your friends and family's perspective, and then news and social media and all that, and it just seems like. Uh, it was a pretty quick call to action, and people responded. So I guess you know the the good part of human nature came out immediately, and now it's just time to keep that uh, positive momentum going. And you know, again, just keep keep putting out the videos, keep putting out the information. I think it's been a really valuable resource to hear from a, a trusted, awesome person like yourself who is there and
1: cares and is real and that's that's yeah. what i think a lot of people need to see is how real it is not like the prepackaged you know for ratings version of what's happening but it, it honestly your, your videos coming from just at costco like that's that's as real as it gets you know and that's that's what people need to see
3: yeah yeah i think it's a i feel like that's probably why we got a lot more donations than we thought because it was like a you know, you you donate to a random organization, and you don't really see where it's going. Where, you know, I feel like people could connect with me and my friends, and they just like saw that it was actually making a difference, and they felt comfortable donating. Yeah. So it was um, unexpected, but really appreciated, and yeah, it's just. Uh, wild times it's Radical. fucking
0: crazy man hey well we love you Matt and please love to uh, your friends and family everyone over there uh, regardless of the situation they're in um, it's just it's, I think it's comforting for a lot of us over here who feel kind of helpless about it to know that there's a, an army there of just great humans doing their best so thank you again and uh, don't forget to take time for yourself to rest <coughs> You know, you, you, can, you can give and give, but if you don't take care of yourself, which I'm sure you know, um, you know, take time to rest, make sure the crew rests. This is definitely, I'm sure, an emotional and physical, just unbearable weight. So take care of yourself, yeah, all right?
3: Thanks, man. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me on and getting the word out there.
1: Yeah, you I do appreciate
3: course. it.
0: Well, the story's by, by far, far from over, so, uh... Like I said, love and support, and uh, just keep it up, keep the good fight, and we'll be uh, we'll be watching.
2: All right, thanks. Love you guys. Thanks, Matt. See ya. All right,
1: we'll see ya. So it was Matt Miola Jeez. talking to us from Maui. Um,
0: that makes I mean, obviously it was real. That makes it even more real, yeah, like you said. Todd. It's so
1: heavy, and it's just like just I I thought it was really interesting to listen to Matt talk about how you know there's been there's been a lot of people that are saying don't you know no tourists to maui right now but it's this it's the juxtaposition of like tourism is the backbone of maui's economy so it's like what do you fucking how do you even tread that line by how do you tread that line and not make it seem like icky you know what i mean like yeah and that's i
0: think this is uh this is a this is the the worst fire we've had in america in a hundred years uh the death toll is growing, nearing a hundred at the moment. Um, but I think what has been different about this than we've seen in other, you know, we've had wildfires here in California for many years, you know, hurricanes and all that. Uh, it feels like this is so close yet so far away. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like it's happening, and I think the immediate. Uh, reports, social media, and all of that stuff, you know, mainstream media, it everything was, like, happening so fast and happening in such real time that there was no, it would almost be impossible to vet the information that you're getting.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's just, like, you get one thing and then another thing comes and it's kind of, like, gets to the point where you're, like, okay, everybody just step back for a second and, like, let's figure it out. And it seems like, it's it's, obviously, it seems like now it's, um, things are getting more organized um, you know i know that there's a lot of now bureaucratic things happening which
1: but it is it is nice to see that there is i mean obviously there's a lot of bureaucratic government bullshit that comes yeah. in you when you're involving FEMA and all these other things but you know the islands are the communities come together like nowhere else on the planet. Oh and yeah. They'll just freaking fuck that. We don't have time for your bureaucratic bullshit. Yeah. We need jet skis, boats bing bang bomb. They're going back and forth to islands, bringing what needs to happen. And that's like, it's so great that the communities are so strong and just the outpouring of support. And, you know, I'm sure there's a, there's, you, know, you can go to Matt Miola's Instagram, you can see exactly why we called him today and what they're going through and what their needs are and the the GoFundMe that he has a link to on his Instagram and they are, they're being funded and now, like you said, now he has to, a lot of money came in and now they have to make sure they do it the right way to get it to the community because... God,
0: it, like that add, like, adds layers, right? It
1: adds layers, but at the same time, they're, they're talking like this is a $5 billion problem. Yeah. You know, and this is just the beginning. This is like a week later, they've just like come up they're for air. There's still fire. That's And, and it's just fire. so insane. But like there's, there's a lot of really good people. Yeah. And we know a bunch of them that are on Maui. And, you know, I've got friends that live there and it's – it's going to be a heavy, heavy couple of years. But you know what? This, the outpouring of love and money, it just, I just hope it doesn't like, you know, like with like natural disasters, like you get like a week in the news cycle and then right. it just fucking stops. It's like the, the Japanese tsunami and earthquake. It was like, whoa, this is crazy for like a week. Meanwhile, their entire country, like portions of their country are decimated. So yeah. it's like, I hope this, I mean, being Maui, being a international tourist vacation, will stay in the spotlight because you can't ignore the, yeah. the issue, you know?
0: Well, thankfully we have a lot of, we're, we're coming from the surf community, you know, like at least who I, you know, who I look at on social media, who I'm sure you follow friends and family over there. And so it, it has been incredible to to think about, you know, these these men and women who you hear, right? you hear the call and like from what I've seen no hesitation everybody like whatever they had going boom and in action so obviously this is a developing story this is a story that is going to take a decade really to like put to bed so um, you know again thanks to all of uh, the people there on Maui that are you know showing us what it's like from ground level via social media and all that and I think that you know Social media can help in these occurrences. So, mm-hmm. thank you, for Matt, for yeah, taking. For Matt. I mean, what a guy taking! A, can you imagine like what our day is? You know, we got to do this podcast, and then I'm probably going to go surfing. Like that's my day. <laughs> Matt Miola is over there, like saving houses and like changing the course of history. Really, so uh, huge. Thank you to the 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 crew out there. Everybody that they're doing, and you know, hopefully, the government and everybody like everyone. This is a great, positive thing for everybody. Phew. We'll, we'll wait and see. Yeah, shit. I mean, all right, let's well, that's a gnarly way to start the podcast, yeah, but
1: it has to be done. You know, it's like this, yeah. it's just it has to be said. And it's Maui is such an integral part of the surf industry, so I went it's
0: there every day for like or every year for many years. And you take, you kind of take for granted that this place is just so awesome. It's always going to be there, you know? So, you know, and I, you know, again, like I'm sure everyone out there has heard everything. They've, they know where to pay, you know, paying money is the best, the best thing you can do. Mm -hmm. I don't think they need any more hoodies and shirts, but I don't know. I'm just going to pay money. That's all I I can do. I don't have a lot of money, but I'll give what I can.
1: All right, switching gears okay. back to more Woo. ridiculousness.
0: Now let's talk about shit that doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> surfing,
1: <laughs> no, for real. Uh,
0: this is this is the you know this is the fun stuff that we that we can think about to. I don't know. Be happy with good fun stuff. Okay, well, well let's just, let's talk
1: about it. the contest that's going it's on. Happening. It's not happening today. I know, but what w- is going on in Tahiti? Yes. yes, the waves suck. They did not suck. They pretty much suck. Like, as far as, like, you think about so it. So people getting, like, overhead
0: yeah, barrels okay, and look, coming out and doing three we, turns sucks. Yeah,
1: that's anywhere maybe else. your
0: expectations are a little too
1: high. Any Well, they are because... Because <laughs> be, you watch the trailers for the content. Well, yeah, and Tahiti has this reputation of having this, per, and especially yeah. that wave in particular, has got, you know, has a legendary status of being, you know, the code red wave. And when you see yeah. it, when it's maybe a foot or two overhead... It doesn't. It's not as. It's not as. Okay. Well, hey, is there, positive guy. Here. I want to know: Is there anything coming in the
0: forecast? Uh, I didn't actually look that far. <laughs> um, but in my estimation, I don't judge Tahiti upon itself. I judge it as to what's happening on the screen. And was it all-time firing? Absolutely not. Did it suck? No. It did not suck. The waves out here last week sucked. Head high, overhead Tahiti, barreling with multiple turns. To me, is I would say it's about a five or a
1: six. I just think a that five it, or a six on a scale of one to ten. I just think if you're doing turns at Chopo, it's like it's not proper Chopo.
0: Well, yeah, not proper Chopo, but I don't think it sucked. There's good highlights and good surfers made it through. No, and- I'm not going to
1: say the surfing was bad.
0: And it's, it's just like, it's just... It's not what you wanted. It's not, it's what, not what I wanted. I, it's not want, what I wanted. I'll agree with you. It's not what the world
1: wanted right. to see. But... But it was all right. I guess... It was fine. You know, I, It was I'm, fine. <laughs> so I'm thinking about like, and, and this has like further implications because this is going to be the site of the Olympics next Are summer. Are we
0: allowed to say Olympics? Why? Legally?
1: the thing I don't know do you know the rules I you should know the rules I don't know the right rules now. I say olympics when i want to O-face. so the olympics says it's the O-face. olympics are going to be there next year what is the window okay. you know like what's the window for this contest during the olympics okay. i can is look it, this up and that's concerning to me because it's is it going now. to be in i want the olympics to be code red me too I, most of the competitors do, would not like that well some of them would i would say 75% would but there are definitely some people that would uh, code brown if uh, it was code red. When is it?
0: August. Okay,
1: so we're right in the window. Actually, I don't know. Wait, it says August 11th to 12th. Yeah, that's what's 21st. happening right now. Oh, okay, never mind. All right. At any rate, it's going to be next summer. Yeah. And
0: Jul- I would... well July right July uh, July. You you're not a summer Olympics guy.
1: Look, Olympics. I just try to broadcast the Olympics through like my cat's Instagram, which uh, <laughs> coincidentally, I, it got taken down right away. And I don't know the password anymore. I think it got deleted. Did
0: your cat get fined by oh, Olympic channel? No, but... Okay, here it is. What? Okay, what are the dates? July 1st through 16th. Chopo. July 1st through 16th. Can you say it for me? Chopo. Chopo. Okay. You put a little sauce on that The end of it. Kaipo says
1: it crazy. Like what? I don't know. He just, there's a Chihopo. lot. Chopo. Yeah, but like more. Well, he's... I, he's native Polynesian. I, he's I know. The, I know. It's just there's a lot of sauce on it. I think now
0: that, it, now that everybody is saying it kind of slightly different, it's actually <laughs> great.
1: Because everybody's
0: saying it a little bit different. I, what If you were if you on the broadcast right now, do an intro for the Shiseido Tahiti Pro at... Go one. ahead. I'm in the first heat. I'm in the red jersey. So we're going to do the. You're doing it. I I want you to do it pro, like you're actually there. Really? Like you're doing it. All right, you guys. Todd is a professional. (sighs) Here we go. So this is, uh, what is it?
1: Shiseido, what? Shiseido Tahiti Pro. Okay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the opening round of the Shiseido Tahiti Pro here at Chopo. End of the road. I'm here next to Chris Cote, and we're going to watch some people get barreled. Oh, wait. The forecast sucks
0: balls. I'm in the first heat. You already messed up. I'm not your co-guy. I'm in the heat. Chris, you have
1: no business being out there, so I'm glad you're in here, the booth with me. Thank you. We're going to talk about some surfing. We have some surfers in the water right now. I look out there. Where is the spot? What's it called? It's called Chopo. That's how you're going for it, Chopo. I'm going to say it different every single time I say it. I think keep that, people
0: guessing. I think they're all saying it. I think they're all saying it right. I'm, I've no. I'm in no position to correct anyone's pronunciation of anything.
1: Really. It was Chopu for a while.
0: Yeah, I, I like this one. Let me just give you mine.
1: Chopo, Ch- Chopo, Chopo. Chopo. All right. I, look, I'm down with whatever you want to call it. We just need to stay consistent. We call it Tahiti, too. There we go. End of the road.
0: Um, anyway. So, uh, that was a great job, Let's have, Let's talk about... Let me tell you about some Olympic stuff. Yeah. Okay, so... It. Who's going to be in the Olympics? Day one of competition, is the, Shise- the Shiseido <laughs> Tahiti, Tahiti Pro. Um, now, are you are saying Tahiti? I didn't mean to. But um, is that how you're supposed to say it? Tahiti. You don't say Tahiti? Tahiti. Tony Hawk. You can however you want. Honestly, it's your world. <laughs> um, the Tahiti update. Okay, so the women are in the quarterfinals, depending on when you listen to this show. Uh, probably the best quarterfinal matchup is got to be Molly versus Caitlin. Molly Picklin versus Caitlin Simmers. If Katie wins this quarterfinal matchup, she will clinch her spot in the final five. If she does not win, Stephanie Gilmore has a chance to make the final five. She's got to win the whole contest, which you know we know she can. Uh, the men are still in their early rounds, so not much to report there. Uh, but the Olympic news started coming through. Um, we've got surfers qualified for the Olympics. This is
1: provisional qualification. Uh,
0: we call it um, well Olympic qualifiers. They've qualified, but until they have met the criteria yeah, to qualify for the US. You're team. not an Olympian unless you, until you compete. Which is gnarly because some athletes qualified last year, but they couldn't compete due to injury. Therefore, technically, you can't call them Olympians. That's very true. But we do have Olympic qualifiers. Team USA, so far, John John Florence, Griffin Colapinto, and Carissa Moore. That's a pretty stacked team, Todd. There we go.
1: The, I also saw in the mix there, wasn't, um, was not Chloe Andino's name in there too? Uh, For some reason, I... I
0: Am I imagining that? So there's there's multiple ways to qualify, right? You've got WSL, which is the tier A or tier one, yeah. gold tier, mm-hmm. high tier, uh, ISA, which is uh, tier one, number two. I don't know. You can qualify through the uh, WSL, through the ISA, through the Pan Am Games, um, and a couple of different rules. From, for countries that maybe don't have the ways and means to field multiple,
1: I don't know, go, you go to the website. Yeah, but I'm just, okay. No, you, you didn't answer my you question. I, 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 What's your question? I, I saw Kalaway Andino's name being thrown around out there. And I don't know if I'm imagining that he was maybe qualified or provisionally qualified to I represent the you're... U.S.? Is that crazy? Am I? Did I, I make that? i imagining up? that. All right, fuck it. Right
0: now, we've got John, John Griff and Carissa. Team Brazil has Felipe Toledo, Tatiana West and Webb. Australia, Tyler Wright, Ethan Ewing. And there is other bad Ethan Ewing news. Um, Australia could potentially have Robbo, Jack Robinson, Ryan Callinan, Stephanie Gilmore, Molly Picklum. France has Joanne DeFay. Uh, Costa Rica, Brisa Hennessy, Teresa Bonvalot, Leonardo Fioravanti. You've got. Um, Kali Vast and Vahina Fiero, I think.
1: And then also um, for Team Japan, you know... Kanoa Igarashi. Kanoa is a, a shoe-in.
0: I thought I... Yeah, there's there's a lot going there's a on. Lot. Don't... You know, and you know what? If you're one of those Olympic hopefuls and we said your name, don't, don't believe us because we really don't know facts. This is all
1: estimated. Can we talk about the Skeleton Bay videos that are coming in? Yeah. Let's talk about them.
0: Yeah, they're great. <laughs> oh my God. No, uh, so Skeleton Bay is in Namibia. It's really hard to get to. It takes a long time. Have you been there? No, but I think these latest round of videos has really solidified the idea that I could not surf that wave. It's too gnarly. In the past I've looked at it and I've gone, if I could get there, if I could get out, I could ride this wave for sure. I would just pump and I could ride it. But the last round, and I think Koa Smith probably had the like biggest, gnarliest day. 15 foot, no back barrel, like eating itself for 400 yards. And these guys were him, Benji Brand, uh, Slater, Strider. Brett Barley. Brett Barley. I mean, a bunch of crew there getting absolutely flogged. These are athletes that survive out. pipeline team i did see one set yeah. where it
1: closed out the bay. oh yeah
0: so i think for us normal people and I'm, I'm i'm an above average surfer todd you know that i'm not quite elite level but i'm up there i'm like c tier for my age group you had logos on your board um, at one point i just don't think i i don't think i could pull it i think uh i would I would get eaten alive I think most of us would I think you have to be a special type of athlete and I cite Nathan Florence as one of those special types of athletes so Nathan Florence and his video is insane his vlog post him and his wife and Mahina and his brother um, not John uh, they Nathan Florence ran I had 32 miles of surfing, walking, and running nonstop. 11 hours. 32 miles of surfing. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of surfing. And uh, I just think about the average. Uh, his like, wife did the, the same amount because she was running up the beach and uh, up, up and down the beach.
1: The too. average wave, like the average wavelength you surf at, like a normal beach that isn't a point break. It's so, which is feet. like with yeah, <laughs> seriously is. it seriously is. It's so it's short
0: seconds on a wave and. If you go a hundred yards in your entire session, like you're killing it. Thirty-two miles—that's fucking crazy. You got to be a real athlete. I'm not. I, I one. I think one time running back around, I go like, "Ah, oh, got my wave. I'm good." Like this is gonna be a long forty-eight hour trip home.
1: Imagine thirty-two miles of ad block,
0: dude. <laughs> Apparently Nathan Florence was listening to Monday mass in his headphones on some of those jogs and it got him through. So, uh, you're welcome. Mm. Florence family. Uh, wow. Yeah. What, what was your favorite part of the, uh, saga that was the recent
1: swell at skeleton Bay? Um, I, uh, the, the craziest part to me was like Brett Barley had like a, it was him and Oliver Kurtz were on the beach and the set came through that closed out. Oliver
0: Kurtz was there? Yeah,
1: Oliver Kurtz was there, no too. No way.
0: What's yeah. up, Oliver?
1: Like, everyone's there, except you. I'm scared I think that thing go. would be, ter- like, terrifying backside. Yeah. But Kelly was there. Going, and I'm, I haven't seen any footage of Kelly yet, but, you He's know, pretty good. Pretty damn good going the backside. I talked to Strider about it a little bit, and Strider
0: said, uh, you know, Strider's philosophical side came out. He said, this is what we do. I go, this shit's epic. Because he had, like... He's been there a couple times, I think though. my favorite part of these strike missions and big, you know, hap swell happenings like this is uh, when people are just filming like on the beach, people getting ready, and you can see what it looks like, and you can see like on the looks of their faces the excitement, and like that shit gets me going because that is radical, and you could you know you could kind of put yourself there and. Props to all those uh, surfers that made their way to Skeleton Bay for our entertainment. Mm-hmm. Pretty radical. Uh, found something on uh, Beach Grit what? Vlog, blog. What is it? It's the Instagram page, I think. It's like a gossip thing. No, I know what, know what it is. I, I want to know what it
1: is. Okay. What did you find?
0: <laughs> Matt Biolos.
1: <laughs> what did Matt say?
0: Wrote a summary of the U.S. Open. So uh, Mayhem Surfboards, lost, uh, Mayhem Shaped boards pretty much ran the whole show. They won everything. Sawyer won it on a mayhem. Eli won on a mayhem. Everyone's on a mayhem. Everyone's winning. Um so here's the s- synopsis from Matt Biolas, and you're gonna like this. Oh, I love This is Matt. gonna give you a good Matt, chance for a little good rants. This is gonna give you a chance to for a, a rant a continuation. Oh. Uh he wrote a brief summary of the event talking about the waves. It was fun, da-da-da. Somehow, way, quote, somehow, some way, we've managed to lose any semblance of surf media. No magazines at all. Not one person from a surfing website. To their credit, stab-tossed up a two-minute story written by someone who wasn't even there, <laughs> saying the waves were shit, and then running through Challenger Series qualifications. Was that you, Todd?
1: Mm, definitely not.
0: Uh, overlooking the event's winner, Eli, da-da-da, and... Um, The WSL has heat replays, da-da-da. Where is the ESPN of surfing? The elephant in the room. Surfline, Todd's favorite website. Global headquarters, literally across the street. Not a peep on the website. Not even the IG feed. And so Matt Wells is saying that nothing goes on Surfline without paying Surfline. Where does that leave us? Can someone step up? I'd be sure to support it. So basically he's saying there's no media coverage. And I say Monday mass was there for all nine days from well, let me, six to six at night. And we reported it the next day. Why
1: wasn't there? Think, oh, nice. that, that's the question. To me. I haven't really seen maybe, you know, no, this, the, the event in Tahiti had a link from Surfline to go to the event in Tahiti, but there, there wasn't for a little bit. Is it like a pay-to-play thing with WSL? Like Surfline chooses certain events to be part of?
0: I think for you know Surfline is it's a it's a pay-to-play thing. Like if you put a edit out, mm-hmm. you know the Todd Richards edit, you got three minutes, you got the song cleared, it's done, it's ready to go. You go pay Surfline, and I I feel like you know you can do this on Stab. You can pay them. You can pay to get your video on these websites. If it's good enough, Todd, if your video is good enough, they might come to you and say, we'll put
1: your video on. It is. It's true, though, that there's no, I mean, it goes through through all different sports. I mean, snowboarding has a couple magazine entities now that, and to their credit, you know, Stan and Clavin and the guys that run, like, you know, Snowboarder Mag the ghost of snowboarder mag on there and plus, you know, slush. They're still covering stuff. And snowboarding. They're still, they're out there. They're covering shit. You see them at events and they do, you know, they do pieces on these events and they're in it. But it is kind of true about surfing. Like there's not, like Stab has their own shit. They cover their own shit. You know yeah. whether whether it's uh, stab high or um, uh, what do you call it? Step highway, stab highway or stab in the dark. All these different things yeah, they, they got have a lot going. They on. have their own shit going on, but it's it's weird because the, this contest thing is happening, and it just seems like it is kind of low hanging fruit, and it's it's kind of weird that there isn't a. Like uh, I don't know, it just seems like something's being like left out. Like WSL is so in with their events, and they're probably strapped for cash, and they're operating on like some bootstring budget where someone's getting a whole bunch of money, but it's not being it's not being sent out to and, and paid to have freelancers do these stories. It just seems like there's a big uh, a, a big opportunity for someone to come in and scoop that up, and whether or not it's someone like I don't know, like. Like even hurts to say, but like the inertia, or like someone someone that already has an established right uh, fan base that maybe would want to cover things that have relevance within surfing, especially because it's like, look, the U.S. Open to surf, love it or hate it, love it or hate the conditions, love it or hate the location. It's a historical piece of surfing.
0: Well, and it's a it's a it's hugely important for the Challenger Series, and. I agree with I agree I agree with you in in certain elements. I feel like social media has kind of taken over the job of of magazines and. But it's know,
1: whack because it, like you then, you know you have people that can write you know that are good yeah. writers that can that can put an event to paper and make it entertaining for someone that reads but it during
0: and during the championship tour events. You go to Stab. You go to Beach Grit, You go to wherever Inertia World Surf League. So World Surfly I, I think is 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 different, right? To me they're off the hook because they broadcast it, they put up highlights, they do post shows, pre shows. I mean, it's covered. 100% covered. I don't think they have to go and, you know, mm-hmm. eat their own Kool-Aid again and recover it. Mm-hmm. They covered it. Um if you, you know, a, a good example, right? El Salvador, which I was there but I, after the event, I'll go and look at Stab, look at Beach. I just want to see my name. Yeah. Which. Yeah. Of course. There's also surfing and stuff happening, but was my name in the article?
1: <laughs> I just I think that, remember when like Ally was out and like Chris Miller and a bunch and yeah. uh, Ortiz and those guys did Ally. Who does it like, well? Who covers these events well? Who, Ally used now. to do. Ally used to do it really well across the board. Yeah. The, you know the quote unquote Alliance of Action Sports, and they would have different writers, and they, it was like a place to go online where you could you would have up to date real people reporting on these things almost like a weekly podcast that deals yeah, but, just with action
0: sports but our every our, monday right our information is garbage no but i'm not trying to massage our own tummies prostate <laughs> but we really are the only weekly source of action sports news if you can call it that. We do report news. We reported news today. We talked to a first responder on Maui. We talked about the U.S. Open at length. We talked about... Mainly, we're talk about mainly
1: your porta potty experience.
0: Yeah, but I think we should get a little bit of credit. And I'm not... I, I agree with Matt Biolos. Where was the media coverage? But I think the media coverage was also right here. Yeah, look We do a great job If if you're on the Monday Mass train You're doing something right it, We are open
1: to be bought for events And we I'm will just, I'm just telling you right now If you want to see We a- will ruin your birthday party If you invite us We will ruin it Yeah, we're have Like,
0: we're actually doing uh, this broadcast Next week from this kid's bat mitzvah Do you want me to ruin, ruin Christmas?
1: I will ruin Christmas again We'll report on
0: anything For money <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, uh, but that was just interesting to me. I feel like I was so like locked in and embedded in it. Look,
1: and, I've been look yeah. Ian Fleming 08, big sellout guy. Yeah, I've been trying to sell out what? for years. Dude, that's the guy that wrote James Bond. No, he's the eighth, he was the eighth revision writer.
0: Ian Fleming. Um. Flem. Ethan Ewing. Okay, Ethan Ewing had an injury uh, in Tahiti at Chilpo. Uh, it was gnarly. He hit the reef. This is quote. I hit the reef really hard at Chopo the other morning, fracturing bones in my lower back. The wipeout was a huge shock. Devastated. I've had to withdraw from the Tahiti pro. Um, wants to thank, uh, Tahurai Henry and, uh, Viro firefighters, Viro, Viro firefighters in, uh, the hospital staff, uh, everybody took care of him. Um, it's being reported a little bit more that this is uh, a little bit gnarlier of an injury. He's, you know, he's stabilized. He's doing all right. He's going to survive. It's just going to be a rough comeback. And we're talking about this wave. If you're in the wrong place, we all know how good and a surfer Ethan is, how fit he is, how strong he is. Like it would take a lot of force to break a guy like Ethan Ewing. I seen him in person, dude. He's like, Mm -hmm. Made of rock. Uh, but that wave is different. I had a. And uh, he's going to be on the comeback path for probably. F- I don't. I mean, you can't say these definitive answers because he, he is qualified for the final five. Mm-hmm. So we don't know if he's going to be able to compete or not. But we do know that he's, he's rocked and it's going to be a, a fight for him to come back. But I had a, he's I had young a and Potentially
1: strong. traumatic experience after going to Chopo. You did? Yeah. How? Uh, I ate some bad Poisson crew, oh my God. Um, right before we went to the airport. And you're, we- you're comparing that to Ethan you.:
0: Well <laughs> this <laughs> so. And you do not have trust me, folks. I've seen Todd many times with his shirt off. His body is nothing. Compared to Ethan Ewing's. Ethan Ewing's has a, Todd, has a great rig. If Todd was in the same wipeout as Ethan Ewing, Todd would have evaporated. He would have been pulverized.
1: Yeah, but I did pulp. I did have to get up and poop while the airplane was t- like the nose was off the ground. I'm so sorry. I had to go into the over this woman into the bathroom. And, and how big did you surf at the end of the road? How big were the waves? Uh, one day it was it was overhead. It was scary. It went, when it was like waist high, it was fun. It was just like yeah. a left. Yeah, it's and a then, was, then it was then it was overhead. Jeez, I'm so sorry,
0: Todd. And what did you do to build your life back up after shitting once on the plane? Oh, it wasn't once. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it always well, goes. To, it always goes to the bathroom with you, Todd. I don't get it. Well, I'm some, talking about I physical have a s- sensitive tummy. That was physical, dude. I heard a bunch of people what. And they closed restaurants. Guess what restaurant? I can't. Guess what restaurant made you shit? Oh, PF... No, uh, uh, uh... What is it? Panda Express. Panda, Panda Express. Express. Dude. The they, Orange County, they closed... They, a bunch of people
1: got sick. Orange, and
0: I'm not saying shit. I don't want to get sued
1: Orange chicken bye. will rip a fucking hole in your colon, is what you're saying. God, Look.
0: Why is this? I can't even get my chair right.
1: It's your dog's leg. Sorry, hi Um... Yeah, you don't... You don't. Did you know that... I will never eat at Panda Express again at, a, at an airport. And I highly suggest that really nobody like eat at Panda Express at an airport ever. I'm going to eat orange chicken again. I can <sighs> promise you that.
0: I don't know when or where, but it's going to happen. Dude. Um, did you know who started Panda Express? Two friends. Mike Panda, Doug Express. <laughs> they got together. One guy cooked. One guy like got the food out.
1: And they said, let's team up. Let's make Todd shit. I don't feel like that's real news. All right. What else do we have? <sighs> okay. Let's move on to skate news. Oh, do we stop? Have- highway. Oh, yeah. Step highway happening. is really good. Do uh, you want a spoiler
0: alert? Did you watch the latest episode? No, I haven't. All right. They started with four teams. And they're now down to two. I'm not going to tell you who is out, uh, but I'll tell you one of our favorites is out. Fuck. I know. He's our age. He's goofy footer. Bald. From New Zealand. <laughs> Dude, I don't know if you know who we're talking about, but he's out. God damn it. Skate News brought to you by Beneath
1: Apparel. Let's call Paul Zitzer. Let's first give a congratulations to Nora Vasconcelos, who just got the cover of Thrasher Magazine. That is a That's huge. big accomplishment, especially since there's only like one freaking magazine. Describe the cover for us. She's doing a nose pick on a like weird wooden y thing. It's obviously European. Yeah. And she's in purple pants. You can tell it's cool. European because it's because of the way it is.
0: Yeah, it's a very European spot. It's a sick cover, and did a little background research. My, my wife was in here earlier. We were talking about it, and um, Thrasher has done has done some really cool things for women's skateboarding. Uh, women are featured in there quite often. Uh, looking back at the covers, I was like, "Gosh, there hasn't there probably hasn't been very many female skate covers, but." There actually has. Do you know who the first one was? Kara Beth Burnside. CB.
1: doing a front So now
0: two skaters from Encinitas on the cover of Thrasher. Uh, who else? Samaria Jill. Billard had a no, cover. Uh, all right, Jill. Um, uh, Brianna Gearing had a cover. Funa had a cover doing a like a 28-stair something. So props to um, Thrasher on supporting. Fuck. And who else had a cover? Doing of
1: shit. Who am I thinking of here? Somebody else had a cover, too. Doing a, I think, frontside ollie. Uh, Never mind. uh, Anyway, keep moving. uh, Nicole House? Yes. Didn't Nicole have a cover of Thrasher? Did she? I I hope so. Maybe. If
0: not, she should get one. Oh, I'm calling Paul to talk about Street
1: League. Street League was in Japan this week. Um, It should be a great interview with Is Paul there? We don't know. We don't know where he is. We don't know what time he is. Because I heard there's a typhoon hitting Japan right now.
0: Would this be Todd and Chris? Oh my gosh, it is! Are you in Japan?
2: I'm home from Japan already. Yeah, I was there. I was there for less than 48 hours. Wow! For that's,
0: some reason, Todd wishes you were still there. I'm happier you're home. There's a typhoon there, I right? Sense
2: that. Well, Chris, we're better friends than than Todd and wow, I.
1: So that's official. But wasn't isn't there a, wasn't there a typhoon coming?
2: There was, uh, you know what? i have okay. Whatever. I've been to Japan three times in the last four months and they every on each of all the trips, there was a typhoon right off the coast. So I don't think that actually counts for anything anymore.
0: Do you know what side of a of a iPhone the sound comes out of? Is it the top or the bottom? Yeah.
1: Chris keeps holding it's the talk, bottom talk, of talk,
0: it where you talk no, in talk, switch the phone. The, like during an interview is it really important. And the volume got really low. And so I'm kind of thinking the the audio comes out of the bottom.
1: No, the audio comes out where your ear goes. it's
0: not. That's where your ear I goes.
1: Speakerphone. There's speakers on the bottom. Look. That's I guess it does come out down Call,
0: there. Oh, we're not calling about Street League. Do you know how this iPhone works? I'm trying Where is the <laughs> email
1: in my computer? I, I use I use
2: um, AirPods, so it doesn't matter where. Oh my goes. god. Oh,
0: we flex can't use those on Jesus. a podcast. Uh so uh, Paul Zitzer is one of the beautiful faces and silky smooth vo- vo- vocals, voices mm-hmm. of Street League, yeah. and you went to Japan for the first time for Street League, and it looked pretty amazing. Um, let's start by giving us your, uh, your informed breakdown of the uh, Street League women's division, which had a big shakeup in the top spots, right?
2: That's right, yes, it was really cool because first of all Heisa, she she won five of the last five women's street league stops, and uh which is crazy she was so Nigel Houston won five in a row once also, so she was tied with Nija going into it as you know she was gonna break his record six wins in a row um but uh, but on top of that she Got second in the last, um, well, I guess two super crowns ago. And then before that, she'd won like three in a row anyway. So she's won almost all of them for the last two years and got one second. So, of course, you expect she's going to win again. Uh, But Chloe Cavell, here she comes. She's good. Yeah. It was just a matter of like, does she stay on her tricks? And if she does, can she beat Heisa? So she started. She did a great run. She put down her tricks, and it basically turned the screws on Haissa. And Haissa uh, had to bump up her game, and she didn't bump it up enough. And then at the end, Chloe switch flipped the eleven stairs for one one try and won. Perfectly, it was, it was a pretty dramatic moment. It
1: looked and like she was, was really bad. surprised she, she, when she was rolling took away. I
2: off the throne.
1: Was she really surprised look like her the look on her face when she landed that was like, Oh, yeah, I'm on the board.
2: Yeah. Radical Well, we've seen her switch flip a lot of stuff, but she um it was cool because in the interview afterwards, she said she hadn't even tried it and that she was too scared to try it in practice. So that's saying Going from too scared to try it to actually riding out of it in one try, that's amazing. So she Totally deserve the win. That's so
0: awesome. Just for perspective out there, 11 stairs is nearly like to your roof of your house. It's huge.
2: That may be a little bit of an exaggeration. Like when I'm out surfing, I swear the wave is like 20 feet tall, but but to you surfers, it's like waist high. Oh, Um, you're like Todd. 11 stairs is kind of like, it's like eyeball height.
1: It's still high as hell. Let's talk about Yuto yeah. Haragome. U tornado. U what? The U tornado.
0: <laughs> is that your?
3: Yeah.
0: Who's calling it that? Okay, so Utah 1. Everybody knows that.
1: We were calling him U Tony Hawk for a while. U
0: Tony Hawk <laughs> did not stick. No, Paul could have helped Tony me with Tony that nickname, Gome. but Hakagome? Yeah. Oh, Tony Hakagome. <laughs> or yeah. U Tony Hawk. So anyway, yeah. this was a name. This is a trick name. Uh, made up by social media? Did you guys like get wind of it and start using it?
1: Oh, I see what you did there.
0: Who? Yeah. Okay, so what? How? Give us the, the 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 real the real dish here. What is okay. a U tornado? What is it?
2: I, uh, uh, well, um, I've been I've been too busy to be sitting on Instagram for the last week, so somewhere along the lines, I missed this post. I I don't. I guess Yuto did a uh, what did he do? Um, he does the Nolly two seventy nose slide down a handrail and then two seventy out. So it's a it's basically a five four. It's another one of these like you know two seventy and two seventy out. It's a five forty with a nose slide mixed in. So <laughs> he did that somewhere on social media and then. Uh, Somewhere along the line, somebody called it a U tornado. They named it the U tornado. I'm not mad at media. it.
0: I like that trick name. Yeah, I do feel good. like it's you're. Smart. I do feel like you you are kind of passive aggressively trying to burn Todd and I. Like we're sitting around looking at social media all week, <laughs> and you're actually out there yeah. working.
2: No, I no, I was passively aggressively burning Todd because sure he does that, but I there, know yeah. you, Chris, are out there working.
0: So So Utah um, won and the crowd went wild. This he was the hometown hero. Um Ikeda. Yeah, but
2: but, but hey, he dude, so he did the U Tornado first try. I mean he got a nine point something. He got he got all nines or above nines. So he came through in a huge way. Um that was cool. And then the other story being Dyke from Japan. He got second, which was awesome. And, um, and then Nigel got third second time in a row. Nigel got third in Chicago. Nigel got third in Tokyo. Nigel's ripping though. Remember he's coming off a torn ACL. So it's like, he's working his way back. The Olympics is in a year is he gonna get go no. there? Can he win gold? Oh. We'll
1: see. What's your what was your biggest takeaway from the entire Street League? Like the what was like it doesn't even matter if it has anything to do with Yuto or Niger or Chloe, like what was your biggest takeaway from Street League Japan?
2: Um there's there's a couple. I guess the, the Japan phenomenon continues. They just keep cementing it more and more. Um like they're so dominant. Uh, Utah won super easily Daiki was right up in the the mix Um, those were the only two yeah so those were the only two Japanese skaters even there in the contest and they got top two and then on the women's side besides the Chloe story it was it was all Japan you know so it's like the crowd turned up the place was packed it was awesome Japanese skaters just killing it Momiji Momiji was in first place by the way um until Chloe switch flipped the stairs, so um, she would have won the women's side. So it's like uh, it's really rad. Um, Japan's the best. It's why? The best place to go. Why um, is so Japan doing? We get to keep going.
1: Why is now. Japan so, yeah. doing as well as they're doing? Like yeah, everyone asks this question. Like, what is Paul Zitzer's expert opinion on why Japan it's is so this kind of a force in you yeah. know not only skateboarding but it's snowboarding it's and right. everything? Like, what what the hell is happening? Yeah. Don't say you don't know. I think
2: it's their work ethic, straight up. Work ethic. I think they're down. They see what's happening, and maybe they saw what what um, Ayumu did in snowboarding, where it's like, oh, you, you can do this. And then Yuto came and did it in skateboarding, and they have those examples. It's just like when Bob Burnquist came from Brazil. He kind of paved the way for a whole generation of Brazilians, and I think those two – people have done the same thing for Japan, and the skaters have a work ethic that can't be touched. And here's one other factor, which is, I think this is interesting, and I think it's legit. You really can't street skate in Japan. It's so illegal, and it's so, it's just, it's frowned on in every which way, and it's completely unacceptable socially and culturally. So the skaters there, go to the skate parks and so they're all at the skate parks kind of training and like in America yeah we go to skate parks we don't go to skate parks to train so much and so many of the skaters are out street skating right they're not just living at at indoor skate parks kind of um, practicing tricks right. but I feel that's more of a Japanese phenomenon where they're willing to do that and they do it a lot and that's why they're so good and so consistent and the only way you're going to beat them is if you go train every day and do like a hundred 360 flip front boards down the 10 stair (laughs) before you go home you know (laughs) you can't beat him unless you're willing and able to do
0: that that's a great point yeah hey this guy's really smart todd
1: that's why the uh that's why he is nbc's go-to commentator for skateboarding awesome he's great well
0: thank you so much paul for your your report we're glad you made it home safe uh always a pleasure to talk to you hopefully uh we see you soon
2: you two guys i'll be listening in weekly as i do and i can't wait to hang with you guys at the next event it's on for calling Paul Zitzer.
1: Paul Zitzer. Ladies and gentlemen. He's got a wow. great Nolly pop out on great nose voice. grinds. He can do front blunts. He does pop shove it things. Great voice too. Great voice. Handsome. Sounds a little confused
0: at times. Does wear the same outfit a lot. Yeah. yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. It works. Okay. What else um, we got? Oh, Nora. Back to some more Nora news. We love Nora news on this show. Nora is the guest editor of Monster Children this month or this issue. So it's paper. Nora's like the queen of ephemera this month. She said that she almost crashed, crashed, crashed her car
1: this morning uh, when she found out that she got the cover. Like she didn't know. Oh, I thought she saw me changing to go surfing. And she was like, whoa. Weird. Er. Is so I'm calling HR.
0: Yeah, call HR. Um, other skate news is Jankum. Keeps coming through. There's a dude named Ian that does these projects at Jankum, And another one of my friends that I reach out to late night DM telling him great job. Mm-hmm. People love what you say. So he made. they made a video called the devil's playground. It was about a skate spot supposedly that had big time, uh, ties to Satan, ties to Satanism up in orange County in Irvine. Um, I'm not going to give it away, but it was really entertaining and a great watch. And I just think it's awesome that Jenkins doing stuff like that because it feels like Vice Vice had a moment where they were putting out you know epically later really cool shows, and it was all you just you knew that if you went there, you're going to watch something cool. Jenkins now to me has carried on that torch in a really great way, doing stories that you would never think about. Mm-hmm. Like this story was just so cool. The way they did it, everything is great.
1: I um, hope that Jankum doesn't end up owing the IRS $38 million. Yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> they seem pretty smart.
0: Um, oh, we want to say congratulations to our friend, uh, yeah, Nixon Dane. TM, Dane Berry. Uh, he got
1: engaged. He's getting, he's getting married. He's getting married. Um, hold on a second. You talk. I got... What?
0: Hey, I'm doing the podcast.
1: What's up? Wow. See, this is... Uh, I'm just gonna, uh, I'm going to narrate yeah. this call right now. There could be an emergency the at the co. Oh, oh, right. oh, the Swiffer. We're looking for the uh, Swiffer.
0: In the. Actually, I don't know what the Swiffer is.
1: Is this. Where do we file. the... Where is the Swiffer? Oh, what God. news. I'll be back in like 40 minutes. What news does that fall under? Is that skate news? Swiffer. You couldn't find the Swiffer. It's not none of your business, Todd. It's none of your business news.
0: Congratulations to Dane Berry. <laughs> engaged. Happily engaged. She said yes, which is. That's um, half the battle. Yeah, he he, he can go to his Instagram and check out the story. It's it's very cool. Okay, uh,
1: next snow order news. of business is snow news. Brought to you by Mint Snowboard Tours. Take a trip to Japan with your favorite pros, Ingmar Backman, Ingmar Backman, and Chad Otterstrom. They're going to Hokkaido, dude. I want to
0: go to share to the somewhere pow pow. with the Beyond Metals team. Why? And the only place I can do that is through Mint Snowboard Tours at Mint Tours. Todd, I have no snowboarding
1: news. No one does I know that there's a bunch of homies That are in Australia right now um, Salsa Buena S- Salsa Buena What are you Are you just making up <laughs> words That's not a place I thought that was a place in Chile yeah, Sa- people went to train During the summer months Salsa here, Buena no? Salsa bueno. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Salsa Pe uh, Look Salsa Buena <laughs> If you've come here for snowboard news You're in the wrong place You're barking up the wrong tree just go to Slush or some bullshit um, I mean, we're, uh, when snowboard season there, there, starts yeah, here, it's, it's, like we'll it's, have some stuff. Just give us a fucking break. Snow, snowboard season ended like, uh, like August 6th. It Mammoth. ended like last week, all right? It's, it's like, melted. It's over. A, give us a break. Snowboarding's over. We need a vacation. I, do, I will say this, that I have been tapped to be part of the selection committee for the natural selection <clears> coming <throat> next year. I don't know. And what. Do you Are you looking for any rookies? No. Definitely not. You. To compete? We're, we're choosing a part of a crew that is choosing. Oh, you're choosing top the crew who chooses tier. Athletes to compete in the Natural Selection 2024. This What does that mean? I don't know. So we're going to move on. What's 2024 even about? Nerd News is brought to you by New Greens. New Greens, die later. Outlive your friends. It's the biggest flex on the planet when you can point at your friend's grave and laugh. I have have
0: some industry news. I want to know what everybody thinks, including Todd. Because I'm new to this. This is something brand new in my life, something I never thought that I would be a part of. What? But in London the last Mass? couple of weeks, I've been a part of this movement. Hybrid pants. Wait, what? Hybrid pants. What you Feel mean? them. They're like, uh, you know, like- Oh, they're stretchy pants. Yeah, like surf trunk material. These are O'Neill hybrid pants. Are they calling them hybrid pants? Hybrid, hybrid pants? pants because they're not jeans. They're not chinos. They're not cargos. They're hybrids. Can you swim in them? I don't know. I know you can, you can, you can, there's hybrid shorts and you can surf and swim in those, but the pockets kind of fill up still. I want to know why no one makes wetsuit pants. They do. They don't make wetsuit pants. What are you talking about? Of course they do. Wetsuit pants. Wetsuit pants. Just, they, it, no matter how many times you say it, they're still out there. They just exist. Just pants. Yeah.
1: For swimming, swimmers. Swim pants. Wetsuit pants for swimming. Put your swim pants on. Oh my god, it's retarded. Can you even say that? You can't no, say that. You could god. back in the eighties, though. God. Hey, listen. Um, in nerd news, did you, you know? Finish the words. Did day. you know that Taylor Swift had a show last week? Last she's touring right now. She she's done. Is she touring? She's done touring. Taylor I Swift. I think it's great. Taylor Swift put on her last show. Do you know how many people were there? Millions. Something, something like, and I'm not even exaggerating. Wait, in LA? Yes. Yeah. I think it was like 10,000 people.
0: What? No, like 30. What are you talking 30, about? 30,000 people? Yeah, she. I think she had like a five or 10 night run at a huge,
1: the, the freaking, her, where the Lakers play. It's the, the, the play, culmination whatever. of her era show. And at the end of it, heard... she announced that she's she's doing, and the only reason I know this is because my daughter fills me in on what's going on in Taylor Swift News. I'm not really a Swifty, but I could be. I'm all about it. So, I don't listen to it, but I'm Apparently, I'm about it. at the end of her incredible show, because she did probably put on an incredible show, which I can't believe, ten, like 10 shows in a row. Three and a half five, hours per night. Five shows. That's unbelievable. Yeah. That's like residency in Vegas. That's a long time to So perform. at the end of her final show, she announced that she's re-releasing- um, Her album's Her Way. Her Way. Yeah. Right. So
0: She's she's a hard worker. I'm she makes she's fit me too.
1: Fatigued.
0: She's very physically she's fit. She's fit? Oh, she's fit. Gotta be. Three and a half hour shows every single night, you That's gotta be in great of, shape. That is a lot of work. She's a great singer, amazing performer. She spend, she spreads a positive message, body positive, mental health positivity. She's uh, she's the hero that we did we knew we needed, but we didn't realize that she was such a hero until After the Ticketmaster scandal. What was that? So people couldn't get tickets. It was too expensive. That kind of died down. She went on, started doing her tour, and literally would, everywhere she went, she would inject millions of dollars into the local economy. So so people could could afford to tickets? No, no. Taylor Swift comes to your town, Des Moines, Iowa, whatever. People fly there. They stay in hotels. They eat at restaurants. They buy stuff. You know, they're paying for parking. Every town that Taylor went to, they got millions of dollars uh, from her fans. And every town they went to, Taylor Swift would do things like donate $20,000 to the local food bank. Donate this, to, you know, so she's just badass. Um, We're so lucky. We're such a, this planet doesn't deserve Taylor Swift, but we have her, and I'm glad she's being celebrated in the way that she is. I saw... Song. You didn't tell me if you liked hybrid pants or not, by the way. I'm not sure. Don't you have some of these? No. What are your thoughts out there? Tell us in the comments below. Would you
1: wear pants that were made out of so swimsuit material? Yeah, but what's the point? What is the, what is the point of wearing hybrid pants? I don't know. For are, airplanes? They, are they wicking? Like, what see. do they do? Hold on, let me see. Uh, I feel a little bit of wicking going on. Um I saw Santi Gold. Yeah, great. La- the the night of the Taylor Swift concert Todd and I, and I was, went
0: out at night to a show. I went out. To I, show. I
1: took my daughter and my wife and we went to see Santi Gold in Los Angeles and it was awesome and Santi had a cold. She was like she she came out and was like, "Look, I'm so sick, but I'm going to do this." And she mm-hmm. killed it and we were right up front and she absolutely smashed it. She's she has have you ever seen Santi Gold? She got some hits. She's got hits she got moves. and she has dancers and it was
0: great. Great singer, great performer. Um yeah, my new band Sunbender was supposed to play that night but unfortunately one of our members got sick. Mm. So it's nice to know that Santi Gold I wonder how your your it. stretchy pants will work for I'm performing. I'm definitely not playing these on wearing these on stage. I feel like if Only you skated in those jeans. and you did like a, a
1: slide they would like melt to your body. <laughs> well, I don't know. They're, I'm feeling comfortable right now. Um they're you, hybrid. You know what bothers me? No. You want to know what yeah, bothers me? Yeah, I know me? a million things that bother you. Um I don't like the noise that e-cars make now. The noise like the z- like the, you know how like some cars are like, and they, they make like a spaceship
0: sound? Like a fin hum. You ever have a fin hum on your surfboard? Yes. It's a similar sound.
1: Like, why can't they just make... Okay, so... Now you have First of all In your life You have to get used to The sound of automobiles Like automobile sound Danger Don't walk in the well, street I Todd
0: rant coming Now so just You have to, them, to
1: Adjust your brain And your hearing To also incorporate Flying saucers He's gonna He's gonna get me done
0: soon Just let him go
1: I don't like the sound of e cars. Why can't they? They could make any sound. It's just a manufactured sound, and that sound is mandated by the government to let pedestrians <laughs> know that a silent killer is I coming to, for them. Why can't they just make
0: dude, it a car we've sound? We've talked about this because I used to have a, a Prius and I would pull up, like, literally inches behind silent people. Silent assassin. What it, like, if in. So Tesla, you could have any Elon, sound. So Elon, any sound. Tell Elon what sound you would want. Todd, I want the e-car. sound of rolling coal. What does that even sound like? It's just like a really big V eight diesel. I would like this sound. Hey, hey, hey. 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 So right Dude, when like you turn it on, like literally, you could do that sound. No, right when you turn on.
1: Hey, that isn't hey. a bad idea. If you could record, oh my god! Listen, your voice, Elon, Elon. If you could, if you could just make up your own sounds for for the car while it's driving, like literally, like what Chris just did, or just like yeah, and all it needs to do. The sound we made was so loud that it
0: paused the actual recording of the show. What? Yeah. Oh, Well, because you and I together
1: humming in unison computer can't take just it blew it out um yeah so that's uh that's it uh no for my rant. that's not it no oh, I, that's it for your rant yeah my rant's over i just don't like the sound i don't like i don't like the sound of e-cars i think it's really it's insulting yeah dude <laughs> <laughs> it's insulting so what do we have for questions oh
0: wow, you're so easily triggered okay we've got some questions. people like
1: the triggeredness i know i feel like it's, so i'm with you dude well i'm there with you I'm here ever, with you. Do you ever go on next door and just see what people are complaining about? Mm-hmm. Isn't it fun, kind of? Yeah.
0: We do have questions. Questions okay, are it. brought to you by uh
1: Or, a a dra- or Light or. Sodium Soy Sauce says, drawn-out farts. Yes. Can you imagine if you, your car sounded like a fart? Light Sodium 666.
0: Right. Which I'd like to get uh, to the bottom of what the hell that Instagram handle means. I like it. Maybe you could send us in the DM. Uh, we got questions, Wilson. Oh, uh, you know what? I want at underscore hvoid. Wilson, this 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 kid's rad. I met him finally at the U.S. Open. He's he's a uh, shooting photos and writing articles about surfing, just DIY style. Very cool. So Matt Biolis, here's one of your guys who covered the event. Um, he was cool. I met him. Stoked what, to hang out. What What's expression? up? Wilson says, "Would you rather?" Have to get into a wet, sandy wetsuit every day for a month or surf a board with no wax every, <laughs> every day for a week.
1: Wow. No wax for a week. That would suck. I, I think I'd take the sandy wetsuit. Really? I, I feel like I have. Like, as a kid, I just didn't ever draw. You know, like, there's a lot of people still that are adults. Still who, wet. Who leave their wetsuits in a pile in their car. There's a lot of st- uh, adults that are still wet
0: and sandy Um, I'm going, I I can't do a Sandy wetsuit. Danny Caputo says, sup, mass holes. Okay. Panicking related question at the San Diego airport. How the heck does that place work? Where do you order? I'd love to support every time I'm there, but it always looks like a giant maze of people in there. Okay. I know what you're talking about. If you've ever been to the San Diego airport, the panicking is right when you get through security. Oh,
1: that's in the, that's in the Alaska terminal.
0: So you have to, you enter and then you go around
1: and then- Life hack. Order. Capu- Danny Caputo, I got a life hack. Oh, don't go don't listen, the don't listen to Chris. What go do you mean? walk. And this is a life hack for anyone that goes into, the it's Terminal 2 in right. San Diego, okay? Terminal That's 1. That's like, like, no, not Terminal 1. Terminal 1 is where- Southwest. Southwest is. Terminal 2 has two New different parts. There's, yeah. the, there's the newer part with United and- This way. Right. And then there's the other part that has like Alaska and I'm maybe- I'm pointing Left. Like some Alaska flights and stuff. If you have enough time, walk over into the United portion. You you can you don't have to go back through security. You can kind of cross over by baggage claim and go into that section. There's no lines over over there over the little bridge. There's no lines. The pannikin is better. All, everything is better over there. There's a food court
0: that's better. The pannikin at uh, Lifehack. Yeah. Panikin's at the airport, they do use pannikin coffee and tea. Yeah. And exclusively. The, And, the and I'll tell you what Todd orders Panikin. Todd gets an everything bagel with cream cheese every time we fly together.
1: Um, and Panda Express.
0: Kipton Kook. Kipton Kook says. Captain Kook. Captain Cook. I got Kipton. Is it too late to partake in contraband smuggling? I'm here oh. to take down the system one watch at a time. I live I'm a SoCal base, but I travel across international borders. I will take my Nixon watch now. Viva La Revolution. Also, if you could throw in some stickers and an e bike, that would be great too. You know what? Should we give this guy that watch? Should we just give one? this guy an e yeah, bike? We didn't give that watch away yet, so sure, you want it, Captain Kook. That's on you. You take that stolen shit it's easy off as of that. our hands. Uh, Gibby Martinez wants some stickers. We got you, bro. Frisco, Texas represent. Um, Blake Wall. So every Monday we put up images to get questions, to solicit questions. I went and took a video of the Encinitas City Hall acid drop thing that Sheckler just did. And a lot of people commented on that video with a question. Blake
1: Wall says, what's your take on that drop? It's breathtaking. It's meaty. It's psycho. It's and so big. When I was you when know, I was kind of joking about street planning in on that, I think it would be probably one of the gnarliest things ever done. There. Do
0: you think that would be harder than kick flipping yes, into it? Yes, I do. Because I still think
1: a kick flip would be harder. I don't know, dude. To street plant in on that and to like and to match like because you figure like. When you do a street plant, you're just kind of, usually you're joking around, right? Unless you're back in the 80s when it was a serious thing in a parking lot. But like to street plant in on something that has transition, I've I mean, tried to street plant in on Vert before and got fucking played.
0: I, I think that the, the next available tricks, somebody's got to do a big boneless off the top because you can roll on the top now. Boneless
1: in. Or you could pose a backside bonus and jump it. What
0: about rolling up backside kickflip? Jesus. Landon. Okay. Anyway, it's crazy. And then uh, Travis, Travis T 25 What up, Trav? Amazing skater, this guy right here. Uh, question, was he sore after? Yeah. He was nearly dead after. So if you watch a documentary, first time he tried it in normal clothes, got absolutely smoked. Second time wrapped his knees with ace bandages.
1: Look, Steve Sayas is, is commenting, flip harder, no street plant, keep plants on vert. Sayas, look, uh, if you knows, could, if, there's, if, if, if there's one place on that you could put a street plant that would make it legit, it's definitely off that sign into that fucked up bank. Like, that would make it legit. I can't believe you're arguing with Steve Sayas. I can't believe I'm actually talking to Steve Sayas. If you had told 16-year-old me after watching yeah. Ban This that I'd be like, Bantering with Steve, Steve Saez, Saez is on, on our
0: live feed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amazing art, by the way. Taylor Schultz says, how does anyone jump down this? Don't their giant balls get in the way? They do. Apparently, Sheckler had to, he wrapped his knees, he wrapped his elbows, he wrapped his wrists because he just was getting chewed up, and he was wearing a cup. I can tell you. A lot of people don't know he was wearing a cup.
1: You do not want to attack that obstacle with s- stretchy pants.
0: Not hybrid pants. Do not wear hybrid pants down this
1: obstacle. When you said you had hybrid pants, I thought you meant the ones that zipped
0: off into shorts. Oh, I wish I had those. No, I'm just kind of living a new lifestyle. Uh Hanalee says, What do you do to protect your voices when you have a long day of commentating?
1: Ooh, that is a good one. Okay,
0: this is a great one. I've asked a lot of different people in a lot of different fields. Um my friends that play in the band Switchfoot, Tim and John Foreman, gave me a pretty Solid answer. So we got throat spray, uh, tea, honey. But uh, the guys in Switchfoot said, like, when they're on tour, the only way you can protect your voice is by getting enough sleep. Really? This is why I go to bed when I'm working a surf or skate event, snow event before. I go to bed early. I think... I used
1: to party and lose my voice all the time. I think that, like, let's say U.S. Open uh, of surf, nine days straight, really gnarly with all the sand that's kicked up. Yeah. Also, we'll say that when I do the commentary from like, uh, like a mountain resort where it's really where dry. it's dry, yeah. like my voice gets shredded, especially if it's like a really uh, an event where there's like a lot happening. Yeah. Like, and I get you're, really you're, animated and rah, yeah, he's yelling like I get again. Really shredded. So. What I do is I usually uh, eat pizza.
0: <laughs> I've heard that, um, for real, tortilla chips. The reason why there's tortilla chips backstage at every show is because tortilla chip chips actually help with your voice. Right. Um, just, I use Hall's throat stuff with like, um, honey in are it. Are you serious the about the tortilla chips? Yeah, yeah. I heard that from a couple of people. Tortilla chips. Light sodium 666. Why tortilla chips?
1: Says- I'm fascinated. Are you I serious? I know.
0: Do you want me to look it up? I got my phone in my hand. No, uh, I don't need you to look it up. But I feel like that's... You're lying to me. I heard it from a really good singer, actually. Um, Taylor Swift? No, she didn't return my text. Light Stadium 666. Chris, Todd, Monday Masters at Large. Which men and women have your favorite names or nicknames in surfing, skating, and snowboarding? Great question. Favorite nicknames. And P.S., my 1620 gear works great. Favorite bonus nicknames Bonus for Todd If you had to guess Which resort opens first this season do you just want to f- think about it Yeah I don't want to think My about My favorite silver. nicknames In surfing, skating and sn- I mean Skating nicknames That go way back Like hairball Ragdoll There's so many good ones So let's try to keep it current I like uh, Eddie Danastoy's Frenchie Frenchie Solid Solid nickname Um <laughs> Jeez! Oh, uh, one of the commentators I work with, Birdman. Birdman's good. One of the commentators I worked with, um, Chanowski, Matt Chanowski. His nickname is Waxhead, and it's because when he was uh, he he now has a shaved head, like mm-hmm. where I'm going soon. But he was a greaser, so he had wax in his hair. He liked hot rods and stuff. And so in Australia, it was either surfers, you know, like surfers and wax heads. Mm. 'Cause they had grease in their hair. So wax head. I thought that was a funny nickname. Uh, Hot rod. That's a good nickname. Uh Rejuvenata. Rejuvenata says, Have you ever pooped in your wetsuit? Yes, not intentionally. Highbrow. Highbrow. You've pooped in your wetsuit?
1: Not intentionally. On accident? But oh, you've told this story before. I pooped a lot of places. I yeah. pooped in my snowboard gear. I told you that one where I was like against yeah. a tree and I actually thought i I pooped in my pants. I thought I pooped out of my pants. You thought you missed your pants. I thought I didn't know where the poop went. I looked down on the ground, and there was no poop. And I'm (laughs) like, oh, oh. whoa. You didn't pull your
0: pants down enough. That must have just, and it went in my pants. I've uh, pooped in my wetsuit. It wasn't solid, though. Ew. Was this party, Chris? (laughs) Probably.
1: See, if you were wearing hybrid pants.
0: I know. Joey B, how you doing? Joey B, how you doing, says, kickflip off that. Thing in Encinitas that sheckler did or toe in at Jaws.
1: Ooh. Toe in at Jaws.
0: Toe in at Jaws. Yeah. I don't want either one of those. Chris,
1: my phone is about to die.
0: Kai so Bennett says, uh, I like how you just gave uh, an even bigger drop with the fence. Props. My pops bombed that thing on rollerblades back in the day. What? <laughs> what? Kai Bennett. I believe it.
1: His dad bombed it on rollerblades. Dude, let's see some footage. Would you rather bomb that thing on rollerblades in your hybrid pants or. Yes. I want to do that. You do? DJ says. You would bomb that in rollerblades?
0: No, hell no. You would probably get more. How about a little red red wagon? No, (laughs) not in hybrids. Hey, Chris and Todd. Lowe's has had Halloween decorations up since mid-July. When is the appropriate time for people
1: to decorate their houses? October first. October first. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you have Halloween decorations up at any point in September, you are a psychopath. I like you for that. When it, is though. the appropriate time to decorate for Christmas? I like you for that. Is that when is that tomorrow? No. When is it? When do you think that is? December first. I th- yeah, maybe or the day after, whole, day after uh, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, right. impactful uh, qu- questions there. Man, that we're was over a the real map on that one, saga man. of a podcast. Hopefully, you got through it. Thanks again to Matt Miola. Uh, f- thanks at the very least for letting us call you, but thank you the most for what you're doing over there and everybody over there thinking about you guys. And man, I hope it, uh, I just hope. I hope things go smooth. I mean, that's all you can hope for, right?
1: It's a long fight, and keep keep the don't forget about Maui. The way we conveniently brush natural disasters aside, it seems like it's they're really going to need our help for a long time.
0: Well, we'll be back next week because we are the only action sports podcast that covers the world's action sports wants and needs on a weekly basis,
1: and also cutting topics like shitting in your wetsuit and wearing stretchy pants. See next
0: week. They're hot. They're called hybrid pants.